Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. My name is Jack McLean. I'm your host. And tonight I'm excited to announce our third collaborative live event, Australia's leading football kicking coaches. Before we start tonight's episode, our mission here at Prepare Like a Pro is to empower aspiring athletes and staff with practical knowledge from some of the industry's most inspiring individuals and to empower the developing coaches. If you like the show, please show your support by following us on Instagram and subscribing to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Our first guest for tonight's show is Ben Stanley. He's the founder of Enhanced Football located in Queensland, and his topic will be discussing the importance of learning a variety of kicks. So welcome, Ben. Thanks for G'day, jumping on, mate. How you going, mate? I'm going well. Let, let's dive straight into it. When should a footballer be starting to learn different types of, of kicking techniques? When do you typically start? Oh, mate, as early as possible. And we just encourage parents really to, to send their kids whenever they've got intrinsic motivation, mate. So whenever they're keen to improve their skills and want to do more, we would love to see them. So we just think that intrinsic motivation is so important rather than parents, you know, it's okay to push them to come to you and things like that. But when a kid really, really wants to improve and wants to, to learn some different kicks and, and do those different variety of kicks, you know, they're the ones that are going to learn and, and really progress with their footy. So that's what we're all about is when, you know, we've got some great stories behind that too where kids are paying their own way to come and see us and things like that. And they're the ones that, that really, really improve and that are keen to, you know, dive into all those variety of kicks and learn the, the correct technique. So, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. I love that. So the parents are getting them doing chores around the house, they're getting their pocket money and then they're investing in their footy. Yeah, yep. There's some of that, and there's some. Of, there's also had a girl the other day come and see me who's you know got a part time job at a um, Vietnamese restaurant. She's only fourteen or fifteen years old, um, and paying her own way. So I actually put it out on social media the other night. Does anyone want to sponsor the girl? And lucky enough that yeah, there's someone sponsoring her, and she's got about you know eight, fifteen free lessons or something like that with me that they're they're chipping in for it because of that you know that intrinsic motivation to get better. So it's yeah, it's really exciting. It's awesome. And how does it, you mentioned there, a girl that's working with you, how does it differ for, for girls and boys? Let's say brothers and sisters are going out for a kick. Yeah. Should the brother be focusing on different things, even though they're at the same age compared to the sister and vice versa, or is the game the same for both genders? Yeah, great question. I, I, if you asked me that two years ago, Jack, I would have said, yes, let's do it differently. But I, I don't treat females or males any differently, um, no matter what age. I think I think they can all learn at the same rate, just depending on where they're at with their stage of learning and things like that. But, you know, the same way we teach the boys is the same way we teach the girls. So, you know, there's a lot of things that come into play. Like I said, their stage of learning, their age, their experience and all those type of things. But what I've learned over the last couple of years is we've got to treat them the same because there's no difference. So we, we teach the same things we do it's for the for the boys and the girls and, it, and, it, and it's going really well. And we're... When you're doing your first early sessions in terms of session plans for the coaches out there, yeah, uh, what are some what are some key pillars in terms of kicks that you that you start with for the you know, for the basic kicking technique? Yeah, great. Yeah, so we 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 tend to just look at what they've got. So we'll, we'll I'll film them and just see what they've got at the start. And if they're going really well, you know, we we wouldn't make many adjustments. We might just tinker with a few things. But otherwise, if if they need a little bit more help, 
you know, we always start and, and, and look at the, the ball grip to start with because if they can't grip the ball properly, they can't control the ball down onto their boots. So we, we like to use smaller balls. We like to start with tennis balls and things like that just to give them the confidence of the motion of kicking because once they get that motion, then you can progress them up a size. You know, you might go from a tennis ball to a size one to a two to whatever age group. But we're really big on, on teaching the motion of kicking first, getting mm-hmm. the grip right, and then we, can, then we can go from there. But it's all about, you know, instilling that confidence in them to be able to do the, the motion that, that, that is the, the one that the professionals are using most of the time. So, yeah, we're very big on that. And we're, all, we're, we're very big on teaching progression. And I think that's what a lot of coaches are, are liking when we go to clubs and educate coaches is that here's a simple progression for someone at you know the cognitive stage of learning with kicking and and here's how we teach it step by step rather than looking at it as a whole skill yeah awesome mate and, and with that when you when you're discussing with with coaches at clubs and you're running workshops yeah uh, what are some common common questions that you're getting from from coaches in the community yeah i guess the the most common question is you know how do we break it a lot of well, there's a lot of coaches out there that have been fantastic footballers and that can can demonstrate the kick really well but they just they're just lacking those those teaching skills of how to break it down into small parts and just look at it like that you know for, and it, it's it's a matter of finding when you're looking at the athlete where's your biggest bang for your buck is it ball grip is it is it their approach to their kick and and things like that but we, we try to help them with the progression first here's the progression and then we also help them with you know if we are filming them what what sort of feedback can we give them because you one thing I learned off Mark Williams early, and Choco, thanks for coming on, mate. It's a pleasure to be on. Is when when I first started, Choco rang me and just said, "Mate, you're doing a great job." And I actually thought it was someone taking him off because I thought, "Why would Choco ring ring us?" But he did, and just said, "Ben, you're doing a really good job." And he gave me some advice: just just don't overload them with information. And I think that's where I've got better as a teacher and a coach is we don't want to overload them. Um, we just want to give them one or two things to work on to start with. Let's get them right. And then, then you might introduce some things later on. So I think that's a good message for coaches. Let's teach the progression and not overload them with information too, too early. Hey there, hope you're enjoying this bite-sized episode with Ben Stanley. If you want to hear more information from Ben and learn more around his philosophy, his career journey, make sure to scroll to episode 122 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast where we interview Ben one-on-one. Uh, for the development footballers that are listening in, uh, yep. what are some you know, professional athletes, what, are, what, were the, what were the key areas of focus? In regards to kicking? For kicking, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I suppose the, the, the main one that, um, that I was trying to introduce, that, like kicking on the run has got to be the most important thing, right? So when, you, when you're kicking on the run, we've got to give ourselves a bit of room. So I call it the pushing phase. So we've got to actually push the ball out. And you look at the best kicks in the comp, your Bonson Pallies, your Daniel Rich, your Pendlebury's, um, all those type of blokes. All the photos I put up on Instagram, just have a look at how they actually get the ball and they push the ball out with nice relaxed arms. A lot of coaches, particularly in the female programs, um, you know, they're, they're, where they're so obsessed with, with a low ball drop that they actually turn them into robots and their arms don't move. So we want them to be a little bit more relaxed, push the ball out to allow all the body segments to come through fluently. Hey there, hope you're enjoying this bite-sized episode with Ben Stanley. If you want to hear more information from Ben and learn more around his philosophy, his career journey, make sure to scroll to episode 122 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast where we interview Ben one-on-one.
You mentioned uh, the importance of recognizing what's going to move, you know, really affect their picking development, like picking yeah. that one thing. Obviously, that t- takes experience and a coaching eye. For, for the coaches, is that video analysis? Is that one way that you find that you've developed that, like to accelerate your, your coaching eye, or is it just yeah. putting time in the in the game coaching field sessions? Talk us through. Yeah, a bit of both. Uh, there's up. nothing. There's nothing like video feedback for me. You can see a kick live, and you can you can break it down and think of some things. But for me, filming them front on, filming them side on, putting it in slow mo, it really does you know make it pretty obvious of where you can get your best bang for your buck for the athlete. So, what are the one or two things that that I think can help them progress with their kicking? And it, it might be just their approach that they just might. They might need more of a consistent stride pattern. It might be their ball grip that you're looking at their ball grip and you just say that ball grip is not going to promote a great control. So that's going to affect other things as well. So there's lots of things you can look at. But as I said, pick one or two and using video evidence for yourself will give you confidence, but it'll also Mm -hmm. be great for the athlete to, to show them. Because most of the kids we work with have never seen themselves kick. And when they see it, they're like, oh, yes, I understand what you're saying, Ben. And they, they believe in the process. And what about for the parents listening in? What what are some of the ways that they can help the process? Yeah, I get for parents. For me, I encourage parents to come along to the sessions. And when I do coach education at clubs up here in Queensland, also encourage coaches. But also, we try to get the community of parents to come along as well. Because as coaches, we don't have a huge amount of contact time. It's it's about promoting that consistent message at training with me and and at home. So when parents are there contributing and out in the lesson with me that's when I see the greatest progression with kids because they're listening to my teaching cues and the methods and the progressions we teach and then when they have a kick at home they're they're basically repeating and going over exactly what we did in the lesson so they're getting that extra tuition and sometimes kids don't listen to their parents as much as coaches but just to get that message repeated is, is really valuable so I think it's a really good lesson for coaches and people that are doing coach education is that if you can get the community and the parents involved plus the coaches, it's going to even spread further. And you've mentioned video analysis a few times. Is that yeah. smartphone? Is that investing in? Do you recommend coaches invest in a, a handheld camera? What does it look yeah. like? Nah, I, like for me, it's all smartphone. I mean, if you've got an iPad, that's okay too. But we do most of ours with a smartphone. And we, we probably get, you know, five to 10 video analysis a week with people, mostly in Australia, some around the world where they send in their footage. And we, we provide a detailed video report that we share on an unlisted YouTube link. And then we give them a um, report with some drills as well. So as a coach, yeah, that, that's a part of what we do as well is to, just show coaches how easy it is to actually to film on an iPhone. You know, you can do a whole team from the front, you know, just get, get, get them all to kick and you might be able to do that in a minute 30. And then, yes, it's going to take you some time to review it and give them feedback, but it's really valuable feedback that I think is going to make a big difference. Yeah, awesome, mate. Thanks for sharing your processes and, and philosophy That's- behind it all. We'll, we'll go back onto the topic now. So yeah. variety variety of kicks, what are... What are some kicks that you think are underutilized in junior football development? You work yeah. with obviously the elite as well. What, what are you yeah. looking, working back from the elite back down to juniors? What do you think's missed? Yeah, I, I think our traditional way of coaching when I go around to junior clubs and when I watch training, and I do love watching junior training. And, you know, I learn a lot from going to watch, you know, there's some amazing coaches out there where you just watch and learn at any club you go to around Australia. But I, lo- I look at a lot of coaches and I listen to them and, 
a lot of the drills they're doing are very straight line and very, you know, in that approach where it's all straight sort of lane work, very rigid approach where our game is nothing like that. Our game is a 360 degree game. I think there's something like 446 different kicks in our, you know, that, that's, a, that's a lot of variety of kicks. So if we're getting our athletes just to run straight and kick straight and tell them never to kick around their body, well, I'm, I'm sorry, that, that's, that's not what's happening in a game. So we need to give them and let them express themselves at training. Yes, we want them to kick straight and be able to keep your hips and shoulders square and hit that target. I think that's a really good place to start. Once they get that, then I think, okay, it's time to open it up and let them express themselves a little bit and encourage kicking around the body, encourage kicking to space, dribble kicks, snap kicks, thoughts, you know, let them let them express themselves because look at it. Look at Dustin Martin. I've got a great video of him, like a two minutes of highlights. There's there's not one of the one kick that's the same. It's all around the body. It's all snaps. You know, Isaac Heaney the other night. Did you see how many goals he kicked? It was five, wasn't it? Yep. How many were on his right yeah. foot? Yeah, that's right. I think around three on his left yeah. left foot snap. <laughs> Mostly on his left snap kicks, and like you know, he's one of my favourite players. But it just shows that you know most of his kicks were on the left foot and and snaps. So. We've got to give our kids the chance to, to express themselves and use a variety of kicks. And that's I'm not seeing that heap at junior training at the moment. But, you know, I think that's something we can learn on, learn about. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and what is the actionable steps for coaches that are listing in and, and they're, they're looking at their session plan? They're, I think Ben's yeah. got a fair point. Here. We're doing a lot of lane work. But what would yeah. be some starting drills to, to add into the session plans? Again, so I'll just close that. Again, I... I, I do watch, I, I, and sorry, I know Mark's on, but Choco, um, when, when, he, when he's training his athletes, you look at the stuff he does with Melbourne at the moment, you look at the stuff he's done with Werribee and all, all the stuff in his coaching career, it, it's, it's think about what happens in a game and then try to replicate it at training. So if you're kicking in pairs, don't just, and Kevin Ball's the same, don't just kick to each other at the start of training, you know, getting into bad habits five metres away and letting your momentum go backwards and all those things. Think about what happens in a game. So maybe roll it behind you, pick it up, turn around and kick. Get on the ground on your stomach, get up, pick it, pick it up and kick. Throw it up in the air, catch it and kick. Go side to side, organize your feet and kick. You know, all just think of as many different things. Take a mark, push back, wheel and go and kick. So there's so many things you can do to be creative, even when you're just kicking to a partner. And even if you're kicking to yourself against the wall or a net. Try different things. Don't just run straight. Think of different things to test your grip when you're picking up the footy and things like that. So that would be my main advice is think of what happens in a game and try to replicate that when you're at training and picking in pairs and doing your drill work and things like that. You mentioned uh, video analysis in training. What, what age would you like kids and parents to start filming their game so they can start to do that and see what yeah. their habits are on game? Yeah, good question. I, uh, I, again, we do some game reviews for people and I've probably the youngest I've had is probably about 13 or 14. And I, I think that's about right. Like, if you know, we, we want our kids to be having fun when they're playing footy and that's number one. And But again, if your kid's super keen and they've got that intrinsic motivation and they want to see themselves play and, and want to get better, why not give them a look at a game review and just, just show them what they look. But yeah, as they get older, they're going to get that through the programs and the academies and things like that as well. But I think it's really important that they do see what they look like, you know, with the ball and, and more importantly, what, what are they doing without the ball as well, off the ball movements and things like that. Fantastic. Well, yeah. thanks for jumping on, Ben, and, and sharing us with your philosophy, some no actionable worries. tips 
of parents, kids, as well as coaches to, to take away. Yeah. For those interested in, in following you, I know you're doing some great things on YouTube with Enhanced Football. Where, where can, where's the best places to in check, check out Enhanced Football? Yeah, mate. Um, on Instagram, probably our most, and that's where we put most of our work into. And we'll, we'll try and put up little quick clips of drills and skills and, and tips for all the young athletes out there. So give us a follow on Instagram or Facebook. If you're interested in more of the longer training sessions and seeing what we do with different age groups and jump on YouTube as well. That's where we like to put, you know, those longer videos up and things like that. So yeah, that'd be great. And Jack, can I just say it's a pleasure just to be on with the likes of all, all the boys on here. I, I watch, you know, every what everyone's doing and I'm learning a lot just watching watching everyone here. So it's a pleasure to be on with everyone. I think you're doing great stuff too, Jack. So appreciate it. Mate, you're dedicated to the industry when you come on during a mate's wedding. So well done. <laughs> I do love it. I do love it, mate. Yep, thank you. Good work, Ben. Cheers, Ben. Enjoy Cheers, the man. night. All right, guys. Thank you. Good night. See you, guys. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian of the Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, so I suppose it is... Um, It'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changers, yeah, like game game changers whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and, you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete for. Yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with academy member Rama Davies, the strength conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome Rama to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was, uh, I found it to be really insightful, plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my, my question to you was, you spoke a, a, quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat. Um, and I was wondering, what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did um, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it, yeah, certainly, yeah, has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is, is gratitude. I spend a lot of my mm. time 
um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just to be to say what I'm grateful for, sort of three things. And um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to, yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever as an S&C coach, you know, if something's you're having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm-hmm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then and, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things and um, if I kind of didn't have that fear, Fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review, or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.